Hey there, welcome to Through Triple A Eyes. I'm your host, Triple A. Happy Wednesday evening. Yes, I am recording this way, way, way too late. I'm supposed to have already posted this uh, podcast, so forgive me. Um, hmm. I had a really interesting uh, evening, but before I get to that, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who listened in last week. Y'all know I am new at this, and I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw I had over 40 listens in the first night. Now, that might be small for some of the, you know, the mature uh, podcasters out there, but I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. So, <laughs> so thank you for listening in. I wish some of y'all would have reached out, you know, shared some thoughts. But anyways, you know, I keep encouraging y'all to reach out. So please feel free to, I'd love to hear from you. Or if there's a topic you'd like to hear uh, me discuss or to interview someone on, please feel free. So last week I told y'all about that I was trying to set up, um, get an interview going to discuss the the Ghanaian, uh, Nigerian, um, you know, sort of issues that have been going on, which, you know, to some outsiders look, look like it's uh, xenophobic. And the gentleman that I was supposed to talk to, unfortunately, um, we haven't been able to sync up. Um, you know, I won't be surprised if because he was going to do the interview incognito. So um, maybe, you know, he fears for his safety and stuff, you know, to talk freely about the issue. So, um, yeah, that's why I don't have the interview for you this week. But oddly enough, you know how sometimes you want to discuss something and then the universe brings it up anyways in another aspect of your life? Well, the Ghanaian-Nigerian issue came up in my world today. And it blew up, y'all. It was about to be a neighborhood, you know, fight, like an all-out neighborhood fight. And I needed to, I want to discuss it because I want to unpack some of what happened. Now, just to preface it, because it deals with work, I can't go into uh, total details, but... I think when I look back and I was, you know, unfortunately sort of the center of the matter. So basically I I got into a verbal altercation um, with a couple of Nigerian guys and then it, you know, it got out of hand and um, Luckily, I had my security to protect me, but they, you know, called their friends and also called the Ghanaian police to report me. Now, the ironic thing was I was actually the victim in the matter, but I'm going to get down to why the police factor matters. So when this jumped off, let's just say the whole neighborhood, because the neighborhood is really quiet, everybody got involved. Everybody, you know, 
People came out of their homes. Everybody started to watch. The men started to get closer. And it was literally going to be a Ghana versus Nigeria brawl. And due to numbers, I have to say it wouldn't have turned out very well for the Nigerian guys involved. So we need to talk about why we can't we be friends. Um, so current state of affair in Ghana is crime levels are going up. We are having a lot of violent, you know, sort of violent crimes such as kidnappings are on the rise. And there's a lot of fraudulent behavior, a lot of credit card fraud. There's a lot of stuff. Anyone who lives outside, um, if you try to send money to particularly Ghana or Nigeria, you're probably going to have to go through a lot of scrutiny um, because the, your bank or your credit card already assumes that it is a fraudulent um, transaction because you know, maybe you're sending money to your long lost lover who turns out, who told you he's a prince from God knows where in Nigeria or in Ghana. You know, one of those situations, there's been a lot of fraudulent behavior. And it's, and as much as we joke about it and everything, it has really trickled down into our daily lives. And people are starting to feel unsafe. Um, there are entire neighborhoods that are being, you know, sort of taken over by criminal activity, such as uh, drug running and um, what do you call online scammers and prostitution. And Ghanaians are starting to feel like, and I'm, I'm speaking, I'll speak for myself, um, are starting to feel like we are sitting ducks because as someone who lived in the Bronx and, you know, like you've seen stuff jump off and you know how bad it can get. So when you start to see the roots of it, you know, it, it you, you start, you know how you can stop this, but when the authorities aren't getting involved, what do people do? What, what choice do you have? Um, recently, there were a couple of um, high-profile kidnappings in uh, Kumase. And Kumase, for those who are not aware, um, is ruled by a king. It is a city in Ghana, but they have a very, that's the Ashanti kingdom. So their king is very powerful. They are very a proud people. And so the folks in Kumase said, hell no, no more. And they started to sack the Nigerian traders, you know, business owners, and they just wanted them out. And from the outside, it doesn't look right. Of course, nobody should be sacking anyone, especially when we have, um, you know, an ECOWAS um, agreement, an economic agreement between our countries. But at the same time, I think what people are tired of. Nobody wants to feel unsafe, and especially in their own country, and especially in their own home. Nobody wants to feel unsafe. I know South Africa has been dealing with this issue. And, you know, when it started to, you know, jump off in South Africa, you know, South Africans don't play, and things got violent, and people have been killed in horrible ways. And 
you know? So the rest of us Africans that said, oh no, like we can't, you know, we, we were upset with South Africa because we said, you know, we help fight for your freedom, your liberation from apartheid. Sorry, y'all. <clears throat> we help fight for your um, liberation from apartheid. So for this to happen, it's not a good look and we're saddened by it. But I'm starting to understand what the South Africans were saying. And I don't agree with their methods, but I'm starting to understand what's happening. So what's happening, y'all, is there's free you know, migration because of the economic treaty that we have between our countries. And that's not what bothers people. What bothers people are in that free migration, we're getting a lot on, you know, a lot of criminals that are coming over. And because, for example, in Ghana, Ghana is super chill. Um, Ghanaians, you know, we tend to be a bit more passive aggressive. We're not, we don't like to fight. We're not the first ones to jump in a fight. So when, when, crime is starting to rise and people are starting to feel unsafe and the younger Ghanaian generation the you know we've got some some boys and girls who are learning this behavior to the point where I keep hearing this comment that people cannot tell the difference between a Nigerian or and a Ghanaian anymore because there are some in the younger generation who who think this this easy money is is a good thing and it's the only way out of poverty. This is what people are angry about. And apart from that, people are too tired of the police sitting back and allowing this to happen. So if you drive on any road on any given day in uh, you know, in any big city in Ghana, you're probably going to see the police pulling over a lot of um, Nigerian drivers. A lot of the, a lot of times it looks like it's a lot of harassment and I do feel bad. But what's also happening is when they pull them over, they collect money from them. They also collect money from the Ghanaians, you know. So there's money being exchanged and this is part of the system of corruption that we've got going. But in that money exchange, once you collect money from me, suddenly you no longer can arrest me because I have something on you too. You see what I mean? So essentially by collecting that money, the cops have also been complacent in allowing this behavior to continue. So what, I, what happened tonight when the police got involved I had a situation where the policeman was telling me to, you know, to, to chill out and allow, you know, these, these guys to continue with the bad behavior that they were part of, even though he knew the scam and the game that they were running, because he said, even if I took them in, the higher ups are going to let them out. They'll be out in no time. So... As a, you know, as someone living here, it leaves you feeling really powerless and frustrated. 
And that's why everyone in the neighborhood got involved because they know how this situation was going to end. They know there wasn't going to be any justice. They know the criminals weren't going to be caught. So the root of all this xenophobia is actually lack of government um, interaction, lack of government enforcement. That's really the root of this. And I bet if I dig into what's happening in South Africa, it's probably going to be the same thing. Now, some of you might be thinking, okay, well, if Nigerians are the issue, then everybody should ban them. Because we all know not, not every Nigerian is bad. I have some beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Nigerian friends. Oh, my Lord, they are beautiful and intelligent and amazing and close to my heart. And there is no way I could sit back and say, hey, all of you stay wherever. You know, I mean, does some of this sound familiar if you're from the States? Like, you you know, go back to where you came from and, you know, that kind of, that, that whole kind of hate. That's, that's not the problem. The problem is we're not catching the bad ones. We're allowing the bad ones to keep operating. So the bad ones even harass the good ones. There's a reason why people are migrating out of Nigeria. They want peace. They just want to conduct, you know, conduct themselves in peace. They want to raise their families in peace. And that's the root of all of this. People don't necessarily migrate unless they are explorers. Most people don't leave their homes because everything was great. Most people leave because they needed to leave. They needed a change. They needed to find peace. That's the root of migration. So while we, you know, it's easy to fall into xenophobia, we do have to think about why, what's happening in those countries where people are leaving and not only address it there, but also address it where we are. It's, you know, as I'm talking about this, I keep thinking to the, you know, the so-called immigration crisis going on in the United States right now. And again, some of this rings true over there. Yes, there are, there are gang members who came up from El Salvador. Yes, there are gang members that came from Mexico, but those gang members don't match up to the hundreds of thousands of people who just want a better life for their families. They don't want to live in fear of their lives. They don't want to deal with drug dealers every day. And the ironic thing is they're moving to a country where there are still people who have to deal with drug dealers on their corners every day. And they, are, you know, they want the same peace that these folks are coming over. So while we are all looking for peace of mind and safety, how do we get along and not have these jump off situations? Because I admit tonight's situation could have gone really, really bad and somebody could have gotten hurt, myself included. Yes, like the first thing that comes to mind is we need understanding. But of course, when everything is heated, nobody's, under, nobody's listening to anyone at that moment. But I also think 
sometimes, especially when you migrate to another country, I think it's important to get acclimated to their rules because I can't think of anywhere in the world where I could walk in to somebody else's country, do as I please, commit criminal acts, pay off the cops, and continue the next day. So that this is an issue that's really central to the to the Ghanaian plight right now. So what we need over here for our is for our issue is enforcement. I think even the Nigerian um, president, you know, even asked our security forces to step up and you know throw out the bad guys. Now, as I'm saying the bad guys, I suddenly remembered Trump saying the bad hombres or whatever he called them. You know, yes, there are some bad hombres, but they are not the majority. But these bad hombres, unfortunately, leave a stink that hurts everybody on both sides of the matter. I keep having that song uh, run in my mind. Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? And why, while I sing that, the answer that I keep getting is because we are hard-headed and we like to be assholes sometimes. And I've already done a rant about, you know, being an asshole, trying not to be an asshole. But y'all, when you think about being a scam artist or whatever, and you're going out of your way to hurt somebody, there are repercussions. There's not only one person you're hurting, you're hurting a whole community. And that community starts to fight within. And that's what we're seeing right now. People are on edge. The slightest thing causes a jump off. And that's not okay. That's really not okay. And I'm going to keep, you know, for my part, I'm going to keep sort of poking the bear here because I don't want to see what happened. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to see what happened tonight happen again. I don't want to see things escalate where genuine people who have migrated here are being thrown out of their homes or their businesses especially when they're creating jobs in a country that needs jobs. So I think we need to keep having this discussion. We need to buckle down on the laws that we have. If there is a law, let's enforce it. Let's stop taking chop money because that chop money is hurting the community. That little money goes nowhere and just brings bad karma all around. And you know, I'm being an idealist here thinking we can stop this, but I know we can't stop it overnight because there are so many shades of corruption going on. It's like 50 shades of corruption. And it is deep, y'all. So to my Nigerian listeners, the average Ghanaian person does not hate y'all. They hate what some of y'all do, but they don't hate y'all. They actually commend y'all sometimes for being more forthright and not taking shit. And, you know, um, so 
we need an understanding. We need we need to come together and sort of scoop these, you know, these cameras and all these guys out of the system. We need to get them out so that the folks who want to grow our countries together and create peace together and intermarry, whatever it is, that we continue. Because, y'all, from being in the middle of a brawl today, it ain't cute. I am, you know, two jumps away from 40, and it ain't cute. So, on that note, y'all, because I'm, you know, I'm going to keep this short and sweet tonight. Let's start talking. If there's something you don't like, open that conversation and be prepared to listen because there's something that that next person can tell you about yourself that you didn't know. Let's listen. You don't have to internalize it all, but we, we do need to talk about this. And let's figure out why, why can't we be friends? Thank you all for listening, and um, I'll be back next week. So y'all have a blessed evening, and take care. Ciao.